2: And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French
0: toast sticks.
4: That's still not an answer. At participating in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. You know, I guess I think I've always been a professional critic, you know, or some sort of professional appreciator or something. <laughs>
2: Now, this is serious business here, man. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. For every major act topping the festival lineups, there's an unknown artist headlining small-town clubs and neighborhood garages. I'm Jim DiRigatis from WBEZ and
1: Columbia College. And I'm Greg of the Chicago Tribune. We go beyond the top 40 to play you our buried treasures. And then it's back to the charts to review the latest from Robin Thicke. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and time now for some music news.
2: That is the song Super Soaker by Kings of Leon. It's the number one viral hit right now on Spotify, the hugely popular streaming audio service. But Greg, it's been a bad week or so for Spotify. First, Tom York and Nigel Godrich, the producer, pulled the music of their side band from Radiohead, Atoms for Peace, off of Spotify, complaining, and I quote, the service is paying squat to new artists. Radiohead itself has not pulled its music, but other artists have. Next, The British Musicians Union demanded a new pay deal from Spotify on behalf of its 30,000 members, saying that they're not getting paid properly. And then finally, Amy Mann, who's been a guest on our show, we love her music, has filed suit against a company called MediaNet. They also uh, give music to Yahoo Music, playlist eBay, and other online radio services. Mann claims that when she signed a deal with them several years ago, you know, it was supposed to expire, but instead this company is continuing to put her music online, streaming, against her will and without her getting paid. So people are really ramping up in the fight to say that these streaming audio services are not treating artists equitably and they have to be brought to the table to do so.
0: Yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine world is this? It, it, it's yours, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine Yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. This I sit the dumb peak business. watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my poker rhymes. All the words past the margin. The whole of mic up throbbing. Mechanical movement, understandable, smooth issues that murderers move with. The thief steams the play me theme. at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation react like I'm facing time, like be Mason with pens I'm embracing. White
1: that is the world is yours from Nas from his nineteen ninety-four Ill match Debut album. When uh, Nas debuted in 94, Jim, I don't think there's any way he could have imagined that one day he would be honored at Harvard University. Well, that day has come. Harvard's honoring Nas by establishing the Nazir Jones Hip Hop Fellowship at the university. The purpose is to fund scholars and artists who show Productive Scholarship and Creative Potential in the Arts. It's in connection with the hip-hop archive that was established at Harvard in 2002. Pretty big deal. I mean, here we have this urban art form that for decades really had been sort of suppressed. It had been regarded as the other in, in American popular culture, and now it's rising to the highest Academic institution in the world, perhaps, and Nas was, you know, blown away as you could as you could expect. My hopes are that greed for knowledge, art, self determination, and expression go a long way. It's an honor to have my name attached to so much hard work alongside great names like Henry Louis Gates Jr. and W. E. B. Du Bois, and to such a prestigious and historical institution, and all the names of the music I grew up to be a part of. So, a big deal for Nas, and a big deal for your personal hero, Jim Bono, of you too who is receiving yet another honor in in Europe. Now, he already has entered the Legion of Honor in France in 2003. In 2007, Queen Elizabeth made him an honorary knight of the Order of the British Empire. Well, the new pope
2: has him up for sainthood.
1: Yes, and now, before the pope even anoints him, uh, we've got Bono as a commander of arts and letters in France. A commander.
2: What does being a commander entail?
1: Commander Bono, I don't know. I, I guess he gets to wear another medal. Does he get to ride a tank? (laughs) He apparently is an anti-war pacifist, Jim. So if you don't understand that about Bono, you clearly have not uh, done your homework. He's a commander of peace. Yes. The French government is saying that beyond notes and beyond words, Mr. Bono, you committed yourself and dedicated your fame and career to wage some of the greatest wars of our time, not for charity's sake, but in the name of justice. And they're primarily referring to his work for Africa through the One Charity. Now, you know, pretty big deal. number of uh, major artists and entertainers have won this award. Sean Connery, Michael Caine, David Bowie. And let us not forget that Bono now joins Bruce Willis as a member of the <laughs> Commander of Arts and Letters. That is Bow wow, wow! Celebrating the joy of the cassette, which uh, you know we've been talking about Spotify here. I, I so, sort of saw the cassette as the Spotify for a couple of generations of listener. Here, I'm going to yeah. make you these four. <laughs> I'm going to make you these 40 songs or these 30 yeah. songs and yeah. give them to you. Listen to them. Remember the old full-page ads from the music industry: home taping will kill music. Exactly. So the cassettes. Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about them for a while, Jim. I still have mine. I don't know. Do you still have yours? I absolutely do. Away? It's a real pain in the neck to play them now, but well, you'll be happy to know that International Cassette Store. Day is September 7th. It's coming up in the first one, and hopefully, uh, they say many more to follow. It's following in the footsteps of Record Store Day. International Cassette Store Day 2013 is being described by its organizers as a quote, a celebration of a physical product that is accessible, fun, cheap, and still going strong in the turbulent current musical climate. There are bands, there are little labels that still put out cassettes as a way of getting their music out into the world. Some of those labels are going to be celebrated at International Cassette Store Day. We're talking about Sex Beat, Kissability, Supplex Cassettes. And in addition, uh, labels like Transgressive, Bella Union, Domino, 4AD, Wichita Recordings, they're going to be reissuing albums on cassette by artists like uh, At The Drive-In, Pulled Apart By Horses, The Flaming Lips. Much new music will be released on this day on the cassette in the cassette format, similar to what happens at Record Store Day, where you have those specialty discs being made. I guess the core of the event will be in London, but similar events are expected to take place in Los Angeles, New York, and Tokyo. There is an International Cassette Store Day website if you want more information on this. <laughs> but Jim, I'm very excited about September seventh, I am breaking out my cassette deck as we speak now these are record stores that happen to sell cassettes right because you know the idea of a store
2: that just sells cassettes is like a portlandia yeah
1: well there you go but uh you know i'm i would love to find a couple of cassette stores in chicago and and attend them on on cassette store day when are we going to get a track store day i want to ask the listeners about whether or not they even own cassettes anymore jim and still play them so give us a call at 888-859-1800 and let us know
0: Another word for pirate treasure. Them's my treasure, and I'm a burying
4: them where no one will know where they're at but me.
2: You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim Dirigatis. My friend is Greg Cott. We love to hear that little intro snippet music because it means we're due for one of our uh, semi annual, we do these a few times a year, buried treasures shows. How do we define a buried treasure? This is a record that we've fallen in love with that's kind of flying below the radar. You know, it might be blogged about. It's getting some independent play here and there. I don't know how you do it, Greg, but I've got the never-ending milk crate <laughs> full of things to listen to and a hard drive full. And as I'm going through, you know, there's that pile I make on the side. I really love this record. I got to get around to writing about it. I got to convince you to let me play it or vice versa on on the radio show. And then, you know, a buried treasure show comes around and i'm
1: i'm happy to share those discoveries what what do you do well sure i you know we get to review one or two records a week on this show and for me there's many more out there that i think i would like to talk about and i know there are more out there that you would like to talk about so you kind of store them up you kind of have them in the back of your mind one day i want to i want to talk about this record on the show and this is the perfect opportunity this is a great piece of music that jim and i weren't able to talk about on the show but you still need to hear about it well you get to go first this time what do you got Jim, I'm going to go all the way to Northern Africa for this first uh, track that I want to play. It's from this Tuareg tribe member, Omara Maktar, otherwise known as Bambino. He recorded his second album called Nomad with Black Keys' Dan Auerbach uh, producing in Nashville. But he comes out of this tradition of these nomadic Tuareg tribe members who have been playing music in the desert region for centuries. I mean, we're, we're talking about a snaky kind of fluid sound based around one-string violins and long-neck string instruments, and it has been translated into the modern day on electric guitar. A lot of people may recognize the band Tenerewin, who has been playing since the 80s and have gotten some international attention because of this electric guitar-based style that is based in the folk tradition of of these nomadic tribes. Mokhtar is kind of the new young breed of this tradition uh, coming up. He's gotten a lot of notice in Africa. He's starting to... To come to international attention as i mentioned arbach has been a huge fan of this style of music you can hear that sort of snaky fluid guitar style in some of black keys's music as well and you can hear references to american blues the mississippi hill country blues in particular and american psychedelia as well in what Mokhtar is doing the second album is called nomad Here's a track from it called Ama denine and uh, he has a lot of politically oriented lyrics in, in his music. This track in particular, it just means my friend, and it's basically a song of empathy. He's basically saying that whatever you decide to do with your life, I will support you in it. It's Ama denine from Omar Makhtar, otherwise known as Bambino, on Sound Opinions. <laughs> ¶¶ from Bambino on Sound Opinions, one of my buried treasures. Where are you going to go, Jim? I'm going to Union Park here in Chicago, Greg. You and I spent the weekend there. I think that's
2: why we're both a little hoarse at the Pitchfork Music Festival. And one of the acts that most impressed me in year eight of that fest was White Lung, a quartet from Vancouver that proudly still waves the riot girl flag you know i thought it was dead and buried that movement i was so glad to see this vocalist Mish Way leading this band you know it, first act of the day on saturday in the bright sun with this ferocious set of music. They've been on my radar for a while. The album, the second album this group put out, came out last spring. It's called Sorry. And Wei is a fascinating person. You know, she's a punk rocker with a degree in gender studies who does a lot of cultural criticism, a lot of writing here and there, and plays this very aggressive, just wonderfully angry, ferocious music on stage. On this album, there is not a single track longer than two minutes and 15 <laughs> seconds. But, you know, we, we just did the show about beat poetry. The approach is not as didactic, I think, as the original Riot Girl bands of the 90s. She, she's taking a, a, a much more kind of artistic, oblique view. Four young boys like to make fun. I've seen them swimming in circles down a dead rot gun. and They don't wait around bow Diddley's in the ground. I don't know what that means, but the delivery of Love it And the way they that they, they intensify their attack on stage is just absolutely phenomenal, and it was very welcome at this year's pitchfork. This is a track, Saint Dad by White Lung from the album Sorry on Sound Opinions. St. Dad by White Lung on Sound Opinions a nice burst of energy coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX we'll play more of our buried musical treasures and later Greg and I review the new album from the blue eyed soul singer Robin Thicke
1: Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRogatis, and we're running down some of our buried treasures, some of those under-the-radar releases of the last few months that we really, really love. And uh, you're hearing a little bit of one of the records that I've fallen in love with the last few weeks. It's uh, from a band called Purling Hiss, a track called Lolita. The new album is called Water on Mars. I just love that title. Right away, (laughs) I know I'm going to listen to this, and I'm probably going to dig it. Well, I, I did, in fact, dig it. Purling Hiss is the name of the band. And uh, it was originally starting out as a one-man band project out of Philly for a guy named Mike Poliz, guitar, vocals, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, did his own little bedroom production. Kind of a Philly's answer to Ty Siegel in a way, uh, just in terms of how prolific he had been in that period from 2009 to 2012. He'd also been working with people like Kurt Vial and and War on Drugs in Philadelphia and releasing all these albums on the side. And then turns it into a band, a trio, with Keel Everett on bass and Mike Steeringer on drums. And for the first time, went into an actual recording studio to make this Water on Mars record. And he stepped up the production and also the, the fullness of the sound. But the essentials remain the same. He's got that sort of relaxed vocal style. Uh, I mentioned Kurt Weil. There's a little bit of that in there, a little bit of that Jay Mascus feel to the vocals. Sort of a, a deceptive mellowness. But then there's these heavy, heavy guitars that he plays. The man can shred as my guitar playing (laughs) friends like to say and they particularly mention this guy as one of the up-and-coming guitar heroes that they're hearing on that underground scene and then these catchy melodies so you've got this mellow vocal you've got this kind of heavy guitar and you've got these great melodies over the top it's a terrific combination never gets old for me rat race is the name of the track from water on mars and the band is called purling hiss on sound opinions
2: That is rat race by Purling hiss i'm glad you turned me on to that mr Cott. i'm gonna go seek out water on mars asap i've got one i think that you haven't heard yet it's another young chicago rapper who goes by the name of prob cause he is friends with and part of that scene that also produced chance the rapper and we reviewed his album chances acid rap earlier this summer this is yet another wave of chicago hip-hop that is anti the kind of chief keef gangster thing and kind of going back more to the earlier Afrocentric hip hop that came from Chicago, you know, uh, common and Kanye West and Rhyme Fest, but also that wonderful scene from the East Coast with De La Soul and the psychedelic hip hop of the 90s that I think really hasn't been referenced in, in way too long. The track I'm gonna play by Prob Cause is called LSD, you know, and Chance again, his, his track was called Acid Rap. There's this kind of awareness of psychedelia and what this this young rapper, who was a painter originally and then got into music, I don't know much more about his biography because there simply isn't much out there. You can go to his website and download this album for free. That's the way he wants to introduce himself to the world. But he's talking about an experience of seeing the world differently after a psychedelic excursion, if you will. This is tr- this is a track called LSD. It's by Cause. It features Chance the Rapper on it, and the record Probcause has put out is called The Recipe. Volume 2 on Sound Opinions.
0: drug was administered in a drink of water given at the start of each day's exercise. 25 minutes later, the
1: first effects of the drug became up
0: The men began to relax into the lost. Take a walk to the lake to ease my mind and I wander Oh, Trying to get up in my own zone, no, I don't really want to So Lay back in the grass looking up at Marshmallow Clouds. And the sun shine loud, but the tree gives shade, and I'm way too high, wanna thank this day, wanna make that point that it could've been great, could've been bad, could've lost our weight, but we still here and we just won't wait, see so clear when I'm in this place, life's a drug, so take a taste, Lucy, 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 in the sky with time and so I taste, purple haze, purple heart, mellow yellow, hello y'all, electro Kool-Aid cool me down, strawberry fields, I make my rounds, pick them all, eat them fresh, This that life and I feel so blessed, I know this press, but I don't wanna hear that mess, this, that, next, and I feel the effects, yeah. And I really want to make this day go on forever These revelations got me seeing life like I hope never So sublime, so just don't want to take this trip with me There's something in the water Here they work, who's in on LSD?
1: LSD by Prob Cause, a lot of hip-hop coming out of Chicago in the last year and a half. He could just be singing about Lakeshore Drive, (laughs) but I don't think so. I don't think so either. So uh, I want to get a little bit of a French vibe here. At least it's a French phrase that this Brooklyn artist is using for the title of his uh, project. Outre Neveur. It means I want no other in French. And uh, the name of the artist is Arthur Ash Brooklyn based guy his second album is out basically kind of a soul singer vibe in his music I've seen him perform live and he really pushes his voice beyond its range in a lot of ways he's really invested in these songs You've got the trappings of R and B and soul, but it's kind of messed up and deformed and mangled a little bit. You know, there's there's weird noises cropping up in the middle of the songs, and it reflects the uh, album title, Anxiety. I think that's what he's trying to get across in a lot of these these tracks, and the whole notion of where do I fit in? There wasn't a place for him in, in 2010 when he made his debut album. I don't think this this sound had really been established yet. But now you've got artists like uh, the Weeknd and Miguel and Solange out there who are playing more on the fringes of R&B and making this kind of music a little bit more palatable to people but he's still out there on his own the track I'm going to play, you're going to hear some disruptive bits of noise in there, you're going to hear him pushing his voice, but at the same time the emotion behind the track is undeniable I'm counting on the idea that you'll stay, he says in the chorus, I'm counting on the idea that you'll stay alive. A little bit of desperation there. It's Autre never with a track called Counting on Sound Opinions.
2: Song Counting by otra Neuve. nice a choice Mr. Kyle. Um, it was interesting to hear you make a comparison to Miguel and Solange because I was going to do the same thing with this new album i 'm going to talk about trixie whitley 's fourth Corner. This is a belgian born Brooklyn-based R&B performer, and you may think I'm crazy when you first hear the song I'm going to play and say, what does that have to do with Solange? Nothing specifically about Solange's take on R&B, just that this is another young woman who is visiting this genre, which has been very much set in one pattern in the mainstream for the last 20 years, who is trying to do something new with it. She is the daughter of the roots rocker Chris Whitley, and I think that she's taking more of a sort of a Tom Waits almost approach to R&B. That, make no mistake, this is sexy, sultry, intimate, passionate soul music. But there are these weird touches of production that that aren't in your face, but it's just a different take on it. Saying that that you know people can show that they have soul and sing about love and make passionate R&B from lots of different angles, and it's really exciting. I think to be hearing. this now. She's made a series of EPs since 2008, but her first full album we had to wait several years for. It's called Fourth Corner. It's it's a really striking record, and I'm going to play a track called... Irene. It kicks off the disc. I don't know if she's talking about a friend, a lover, uh, someone she has problems with, someone she's envious of, but every time I listen to it, I get something new. That's one of its charms. Trixie Whitley on Sound Opinions.
3: The voltage running through these veins I need a change, baby, I need a change Mama's been cooking all your versatiles, Smelling like silver angel That's I'm going out of control. A doctor got me on my... choose a mind
1: Irene by Trixie Whitley from the album Fourth Corner. If you want to share your own buried treasure on the air or comment on anything in the rock world, call 888-859-1800. You can also email interact at soundopinions.org or talk to us on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be back with our final Undiscovered Gems and a review of the new album by Robin Thick. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim Deer Goddess. My partner is Greg Cott. We are in the midst of a buried treasures celebration, and that is a song by the English band Palma Violets, Johnny Bag of Donuts. Greg, did you get to see them at South by Southwest? I did. I thought they were a great band. Yeah, we both did. And how is it that here we are months after the festival in March and we still haven't talked about this record? The record is called 180. You know, this is a band that's young, much like Savages, another young British band that we loved. that only formed months before putting out their debut album. They were signed to Rough Trade by Jeff Travis. There are two front people, Samuel Fryer and Chili Jessen, one a guitarist vocalist the other a bassist vocalist, and this is a sort of kind of ferocious garage rock that has the occasional hint of psychedelia, but it's not retro. It's really energetic, it's about the moment it's about attitude, it's about swagger, and there's some great melodies along the way Best of Friends is a song about something that always takes me back to my teens and 20s. This notion of there's someone that you're infatuated with and you think it's going to be romantic, and she says, We're just friends. All right? You can't write enough great songs in any genre about that topic. This is Palma Violets with Best of Friends from the album 180 on Sound Opinions.
1: Best of Friends from Palma Violets, the album is called 180. It's uh, one of Jim Dirigatis' Buried Treasures, and uh, i got to agree with you, Jim. It's a terrific record. I'm going to close off our Buried treasure segment with a band called Waxahachie. It's basically a singer, songwriter, and guitarist named Katie Crutchfield. She's based in Brooklyn, where her previous band broke up, and then she created this solo project under that pseudonym Waxahachie, which is named after a creek, apparently, in her home state of Alabama. She came out with a bedroom record last year, basically recorded all the instruments by herself. Very sparse, very lo-fi-sounding record. Now she's got a full band behind her on the second album. It's called Cerulean Salt. And again, the songs are loaded with all sorts of conflict, despair, but there's more muscle and dynamics in the playing and in the arrangements. You know, smart, deeply personal lyrics we're talking here about a young woman struggling mightily to maintain her balance in a world that keeps wanting to knock her over. I mean, these songs are about struggle, and yet the music is very uplifting, very powerful. You know, she's drawing some comparisons to Elliott Smith, that very introspective style of indie rock, but I'm also hearing a lot of early Liz Fair, and some people may take that as a knock, but Liz Fair made a masterpiece album 20 years ago called Exile in Guyville, and I'm hearing this as kind of like the two decades later, responds to that record in many ways. Here's a track from Waxahachie called Peace and Quiet on Sound Opinions. That is Waxahachie with a track called Peace and Quiet from the album Cerulean Salt, one of my buried treasures. That's going to wrap it up for our buried treasures segment this week. But if you want to see our entire list of buried treasures, go to soundopinions.org.
2: that's a little bit of Blurred Lines, the title track and phenomenal worldwide hit by Robin Thicke from his new album. Who is this guy, you may ask? He's been around a long time. This is album number six in his discography. It goes all the way back to 2003. And before that, while working as a bike messenger, he was writing R&B hits for some real superstars, Christina Aguilera, Jennifer Hudson, Usher, Mary J. Blige this guy wanted to be a player for a very long time. There are two things he hates. He hates being called Blue-Eyed Soul we mentioned that earlier in the show and he hates having it mentioned that his dad, Alan Thicke, was the sitcom dad in Growing Pains and his mom was an actress on Days of Our Lives, the soap opera he's Canadian, but he grew up in Los Angeles. He grew up in music business, entertainment business he's wanted to be a star his entire life and I think he was very much a behind-the-scenes player writing these hits but not getting a heck of a lot of attention for his own albums for the 10 years between his debut and this new Blurred Lines album which has generated controversy which has generated people loving his music hating his music but I think we ought to just play a track and then get to our opinions this is the song Get In My Way by Robin Thicke on Sound Opinions.
0: chest the wind at my back, the feeling I've been-
1: That is Get In My Way from Robin Thicke. The new album is called Blurred Lines. His sixth album since 2003, as you mentioned, Jim. And in 2007, he was riding high. He had an album out called The Evolution of Robin Thicke that sold about 1.5 million copies. He seemed to be on the verge of joining that upper crust of R&B performers out there in North America. Never made it. And never really got to that next level. In some ways, I think he's been written off as a journeyman in, in the last couple of years. I remember <laughs> seeing him open for a Jay-Z early on, Drake. Like
2: and, like... and that audience was ready to just like throw stuff at him. It,
1: it seemed like he'd, he'd been opening for a lot of people that we'd seen coming through the city. then. Blur- lines comes out and everything changes with that single a two million selling song you hear that little cowbell rhythm in there and you just want to get up and dance I mean it's a very you know persuasive song it's hard to deny that group then you see the video and especially the I'm I'm talking about the The explicit uncensored video and, and you go wait a minute what's what is going on here why is he you know, degrading these women here on this in this video. And it and it starts to raise some questions in your mind. You hear the record and you put it on as background music and you go, clearly he's aiming for that club market, that upbeat dance tempo market, and it's working. Beautifully produced record. We're talking about some of the best producers in the business. Dr. Luke, Pharrell Williams, Timbaland, they're bringing the muscle to to those rhythms, but then you start paying attention to the words. I mean, it's single entendre idiocy in these (laughs) lyrics. I mean, it's the best way I can describe it. Single. I mean, you do hear some very explicit stuff on R&B and hip-hop records these days and in pop records, but this is pretty much sub-level stuff for a guy who is revered by some of his peers as an ace songwriter. Hugely disappointing because I wanted to love this record based on just the track for Blurred Lines alone. But grooves aside, the lyrics are pretty spiteful, and uh, I'll have to give this a trash-it rating. That's interesting, Greg.
2: This is in many ways the album we had wished Justin Timberlake would make. But fine Southern gentleman the J.T. is, he would have never resorted to the lyrics that Thick is pushing. I love that single, Blurred Lines. I, actually, I never dance. I was dancing the other day. Listen, to <laughs> it. it's so catchy. You know... I have a different read on the video than you do. I think that all those naked models parading past are making Robin Thicke look Mm -hmm. like a very small and uncool man. Mm -hmm. I would give it a burn it just because you've got to experience that single and decide for yourself if it's sexist or not. And the rest of the album really is skippable. You know, maybe this could have been salvaged if we took Timberlake's uh, lyrics and put them on this album's music. We might have had something great.
1: As it is, it's just a burn it. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we're going to look at songs that are so good they don't even need lyrics. The best instrumentals in rock history.
2: Greg, as always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. Sound Opinions is produced by Robin Lynn, Jason Saldana, and Annie Minoff. Our intern is Megan Murphy. And our fearless leader, our executive producer, Tori Southside malatia He's also known as Bambino.
3: goes my heart ding a ling ding a ling goes a telephone and i know that the fireworks will start
2: on we'll sound opinions everyone's a critic so now it's time to hear what you have to say new messages
4: hi jim and greg this is neil from Dwight, illinois calling in response to your question of modern artists that draw from the beat generation my first pick would have to be Stephen Malkmus from Pavement and Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. He may not be a social activist, but musically I consider Stephen to be the closest
0: thing to the
4: equivalent of a modern-day Bob Dylan.
0: I was dressed for success, for In terms
4: of his jangly yet refined bluesy yet rockin' guitar work and most akin to Dylan, his seemingly dissonant vocal style. He like Bob both know what they're doing behind the mic. Just the overall sense that you are listening to a genuine artist producing music that is entirely unique and his own and just plain enjoyable. After about 20 years of being a fan, he has yet to disappoint. Steven Melkness, thanks. My name is Dwayne. Just finished listening to your interview with Johnny Marr. I thought it was great. Uh, Brought back a lot of memories of a 49-year-old guy right now. I'm basically an old man, I guess. I remember first hearing The Smiths at a club here in Houston, Texas, hanging out with my friends and my my days right before I, or actually right after I got out of the military, it was kind of uh, an epiphany to hear the song, How Soon Is Now. And I love that song. It still gives me chills whenever I hear it. Now I find it funny to hear younger people playing it, hearing my nephew, a young man, and in his teenage years, listening to Smith as if it was something new and me being able to find something to uh, connect with him with, talking about Morrissey and the music and everything else, having him know that this was something that predated him. But I thought the interview was great, and I really appreciate you having it on. Hey, guys, this is Nando calling from Berlin. I have two things to say about this last episode. First, Jim you got to stop just reading the lyrics of songs and actually listen to the music. I'm just tired of you reviewing hip-hop and rap just by the lyrics and forgetting everything else. And actually, Greg's review was pretty interesting, talking about the cadence and about rhythm and about the music itself, which is, hey, what it is, it's music.
1: We pound a quarter pound on my person I'm known for pounding the stage I'm talking
2: burning in person producer gave me your beat said it's the beat of the year I said LP didn't do it so get out of here you want the other comment I have is Greg your
4: story of the house of the Rising Sun was amazing not only because I'm a huge fan of that song but because I mean it was adorable to hear that thing
0: there is a house in your house they call the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of oh, many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. No more messages.
1: To give us your opinions on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with more sound opinions produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.
2: Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's
3: breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're
2: so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy
0: homestyle French toast sticks.
4: That's still not an answer. At participating in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.